whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 6, Hashtag That Feeling When. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Google summary? Absolutely. Frankie is driving herself crazy over Jonah. Miles and Lola work on the play together, experiencing an emotional roller coaster. Huh. Zoe and Rasha are also taking a kind of thrill ride. I love what? these Google summaries. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know. It, I'm, I, I cannot explain it. The only punctuation throughout this entire thing, by the way, are semicolons separating the plot lines. All right. <laughs> That's it. There's no, there's no commas. It's wild. Together experiencing an emotional roller coaster. Okay. Also taking a kind of thrill ride. I don't know. I don't get it. Whatever. <laughs> so many roller coaster metaphors. It's I'm, like, it's, I'm I confused. Don't, I don't no love mention it. of Tristan. Nope. <laughs> um, also, the title, hashtag that feeling one, is like the vaguest title in the world that it can literally apply to everything in this episode. So I don't know if we really need to get yep. into it. <laughs> Um, I don't think so. Everyone's having a lot of feelings. I think that's our takeaway. Yes. True. Um, All right. Well, it starts off in the auditorium. Also, we see some Degrassi drama branded like boxes and stuff. And I got excited. Um, Also, I feel like I took a lot of fashion notes, at least at first, if we want to dive in. Yeah, absolutely. Grace wears a lot of, like, faded, like, overshirts that I was a fan of. Like, she has, like, that army green one that I think she wears all the time. And in this scene, she was wearing kind of, like, a maroonish one. It felt very 90s to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Frankie, I wrote Frankie's attention outfit is wild the boots and the like what my mother would call hot pants and the tank top (laughs) yeah i wrote i wrote booty shorts (laughs) yeah i also really liked jonah's like leopard button down that he wears in the beginning it's like a black and gray leopard button down and lola also has kind of like a black and gray zebra print backpack a lot of animal print but like muted animal print that i was kind of on board for yeah um either winston's hair grew or winston got a haircut but either way i'm not super excited about it <laughs> um at one point shay wears some like really small like polka dot pant like this polka dots are small pants that i thought were cute um zoe wears white pants that i'm kind of into oh yeah i like Um, i just like how her her style has generally evolved but once in a while i mean early in the episode she wears this like red shirt with cutouts that i don't care for but (laughs) other than that like i feel like her style has evolved in a way 
speaking of style evolving, I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but that felt like a good segue to Maya with her straight hair and black top and brown skirt is a very fun um, outfit evolvement of Maya. And it feels like, like, like 60s kind of. Yeah. Like a little bit like Sharon Tate. Oh, yeah, a little bit. I also really like Shay later in the episode wears like a cute like glasses print shirt. Like there are tiny like glasses all over her little button down. And I thought that was really cute. I had that note too. Actually in that one scene, so the three like best friends are all together and Frankie is wearing this like denim outfit and Lola is wearing super like loud shirt with like a very like chunky necklace and shows wearing that like button up with the tiny eyeglasses and I feel like all of those outfits like encapsulate their personalities to each yeah. other at least um later when Frankie and Jonah are in the car together I thought they were both wearing jean vests but his was black and hers was blue but then I realized she was wearing a denim romper that like zipped up so it like appeared like a vest and that was my um, last note. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Um, but we're in the auditorium talking about the play. And I think this is when Miles tells Grace and Jonah that he wants Lola to be in the play. And then they're, like, immediately suspicious of them. And they think that they've hooked up. And also, this begins the suspicious coughing of Grace throughout the episode. And I am very uh-huh. worried. And nobody addresses um, it. No one's like, oh, are you okay? Oh, are you feeling okay? Like, not, it's not addressed by any character. Not even Zoe, who, like, knows her whole situation more than anyone else and, like, walks up to her while she's coughing. Yeah. It feels oh, also, very, like, in a movie when, like, the female lead, like, coughs into, like, a handkerchief and there's blood on it and you're like, ah, crap. I know like how in this Moulin one Rouge. <laughs> Moulin Rouge, but like most period pieces where someone dies of TB. Yeah, of consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I miss... for TB. <laughs> I know. Um, and I missed a fashion note, but then Lola walks in and she's wearing like that kind of like Beverly Hills hotel wallpaper, like like plant print inspired romper that I thought was fun. Um, but yeah, Lola's here. She's going to be in the play. It's kind of awkward. It's super awkward. Grace <laughs> says, I don't want a showman's destroying this play. And honestly, me neither. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll get into it, but I'm like, I'm really mad about the way that Miles like essentially rewrote the play to make it more of like a love slash lust story between hero and hope when originally she was just supposed to be like this almost metaphor, like helping like him get like through this like trauma yeah and now it's like i wish i could kiss you and i'm like what the fuck did you do to this play that i was for once excited about i know i'm never excited about degrassi plays because they're always dumb (laughs) and this one was terrible and this one was kind of cool and interesting and i wasn't like not excited about i feel like romeo and jules was fun i don't know that one wasn't that bad at least I don't think it was. I don't remember thinking it was bad, but I don't know. <laughs> who was Jules yeah. or who was Romeo in Romeo and Jules? Was it Miles? Dave. 
It was Dave. Dave? Oh, it was Dave. Okay, I couldn't remember. It was who Dave it was. and Tristan. I guess I don't think Miles was there yet. Um, but then we are with Zoe, and she's asking Rasha to be her lab partner, and you can tell that she just loves her so much. And then, like, Rasha gets up to go do something, and then we find out, oh, Winston also likes Rasha. And then they're, like, fighting over whether they think she's gay or not. And Winston's like, I have you know, I have amazing gaydar. And Zoe's like, us. I wonder, I wish there was an example where you, like, dated a lesbian for three months and didn't know about it or something like that. It was it was a deep burn, and it was a good burn. <laughs> And now they're, like, in competition for her affections. Um, But then we are with Frankie and Shay. And this is when Frankie's wearing her, like, booty short outfit. And she has a plan to, like, take photos and look really hot to get their boyfriends to apologize to them. And then in walks Tiny, and it's obvious, like, oh, they've already made up. They've clearly already moved past this, like, weird petty fight that they had. Um, but Frankie and Jonah have not spoken since that night. And Frankie's like, why won't he text me? Why won't he, like, answer me? Or why not, why won't he answer me? Like, why isn't he reaching out to me? Why isn't he apologizing to me? What is going on? I can see him online. What's going on? And both Tiny and Shay are like, why don't you just, like, text him and ask him? (laughs) I'm, like, watching I can't double text him. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, like, watching Frankie in her full spiral with her, like, master plan. And I just, like, I feel for her because I relate to her so hard. (laughs) Like, in, like, my most, like, insecure moments. I'm like, yeah, girl, I, I get it. I've been there. Like, you kind of, I just... I'm so proud of her for the end of this episode, but, like, I know exactly what it's like to, like, feel, like, almost like your emotions are on a runaway train because, and you're just, like, in a full spiral because you're, like, feeling so, like, insecure in in your situation. I mean, you know, you've you've witnessed. (laughs) I mean, everyone's, I feel like everyone's felt like that, where it's, like, you just want the reassurance that you're not crazy or you want the reassurance that like somebody likes you back but and you don't know what's going on and you don't want to ask them because what if they say no or what if like it like pushes them away and it's just a whole insecure mess of a situation yeah so it's easy to be like just ask him what's going on but like when you're in it you like there is no logic or reason (laughs) to your thought processes um and then she like invites herself to Shay and Tiny's like date to play some game after school or something they're gonna play boggle right which I think is very sweet but (laughs) it's very them (laughs) it is very them um but then we are with Miles and Lola having a chat under the stairwell and I noted that Miles is like so much taller than Lola. He towers over her. Mm-hmm. And Miles is trying to put up boundaries and is like we can't do this again. Like I feel guilty about this. Uh like we can't kiss again. And then she's like, "Well, can we still talk and can we still text and is it okay?" And he's like, "I I guess so." And then they go to like 
I feel like he goes to kiss her on the cheek, but she goes to like actually kiss him and they have like a weird half kiss awkward moment. And then I don't remember what they say, but then they like kiss for real after that. It's like, what is happening? What, like this conversation didn't solve anything or didn't make any kind of progress. No, in the it made putting it worse. up boundaries area. It's uh, no, it's I don't know. They're a mess. They're both Truly. going through things, and yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. I don't enjoy it. I don't like watching this unfold. It's yeah, I don't like it. But also, and there's then like, there's a part of me that like, like fully, I like I'm just so sad for Miles this entire time because I'm like, yeah. it's no matter what you choose, it sucks. Yeah, and it's uh, it's hard and a journey. Truly. Um, but then we're with Zoe and Winston who are cyber stalking Rasha because Winston like friend requested her. And I was like, how is Zoe not friend requested her yet? Like they're already friends. I'm confused about this. Yeah. Earlier they're talking about. Yeah. They're talking about earlier like, oh, all of her social media is private. Like we can't, I can't, we can't stalk her. And then Zoe like dares Winston to friend request her. And I'm like, why haven't you done that? You like actually like hang out with her. I'm confused. Um, but then they're like cyber stalking her and they're like looking at her comments and they can't tell if she like had a girlfriend or if some guy who commented on her photo would like is calling her baby or if they're each other's baby. I don't know. It's confusing because everything is in Arabic, so they don't know what's going on. And then Goldie walks in and Zoe asks her if any Muslims are gay. And I'm like, as if Goldie knows every Muslim and whether they any of them are gay. Also, as if, like, Goldie is, like, the person who knows about, like, lax Muslims. Exactly. Because that's, like, extremely not her thing. We've already learned this. We already had this conversation. Yeah. And she says, like, there are many... like, there are many interpretations of the Quran, but, like, homosexuality isn't really up for debate. And according to Islam, like, homosexuality homosexuality is a sin. And then Winston's like, well, since she's not gay. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally what that means, Winston. <laughs> I, like, why did they both jump to that? Like, how? No how can you just be like okay that's what that's how it goes that's <laughs> that answers it. it then and like gay catholics don't exist like come on man right and then winston is like well that settles it so now you like you know her like you should help me you can you help like ask her out for me you owe me for using me as a beard last year and for some reason zoe agrees to this <laughs> i think she still feels pretty guilty yeah um, but then we're with Miles and he's in class and he's like getting like cute oomph chats from Lola and sending cute oomph chats to Lola. But then he gets a text message from Tristan's mom that says, please call me ASAP. And he's like, fuck, I gotta go. Bye. I'm out. And it's like, what is going on? Did Tristan wake up? What's happening? Um, but then, but then we're with Frankie and Shay and Tiny again. They're, it's We're at the boggle date. Uh, Frankie, I can't remember like what she's going on about, but my note is just Frankie just talked to him, Lord. 
And then like she's stalking Jonah on social media and she sees that he posted about like drinking coffee and made like a creamer tower. And that's what we used to do together. That's our inside joke. What's going on? And Tiny's like, dude's not even allowed to drink coffee without you. You're intense. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Tiny is an excellent voice of reason in this entire thing. Um, yeah, no, she's like freaking out because she posted her hot selfie and he has not liked it yet, but he has been online, which is right. criminal. <laughs> he posted a creamer tower next to his coffee at the dot. Also, are they having a boggle date just like sitting outside of the school? That's what I it looks so. like. And that's like a that's a pretty sad location for a date. <laughs> But also in high school, like, where else are you going to go? I guess, like, they could go to each other's houses, but maybe they, like, didn't want to be around parents. So. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's that weird. Like. I don't know. I feel like I would not have. I don't know. It feels weird to me. Like, it's no one really, like, hung out outside of the school when school was done. You know? It was like, let's get out of here. If you don't have anywhere else to go, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Shay's parents are, are at least a couple seasons ago strict about boys. Yeah, so maybe Although she's we like... we haven't seen them Maybe she's like, oh, I'm staying after school to, like, study or to do something or whatever. And yeah. they're, like, going to pick her up. I don't know. I don't think it's that strange. <laughs> but, like, also, they, they, they end up going to the dot. They could probably bring Boggle to the dot. Yeah, that's true. But maybe you know? they didn't want to buy anything and they didn't want to, like, feel pressured to, like, buy something and go to the dot. Anyway, then, anyway. but then Frankie's like, I have to go to the dot and see what's going on. He must be with a girl. And then Shay and Tiny go with her for some reason. And Tiny's like, what is, like, why are we letting her do this? And Shay's like, I've learned not to, like, try to stop her. I'm like, why? <laughs> you should. But also, like, I feel like Frankie, when he she is um, going through, like, a weird emotional spiral moment, it's she's like a freight train. You just you go yeah. with the flow or you get run over. True. Um, Shay is not known for being, uh, what's the word, uh, ready to hop in on a conflict. Yeah, confrontational. There you go. Or, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's fully um, what I was going for. I just couldn't okay. remember words. <laughs> um, but then we're at the hospital and Tristan is awake, technically. <laughs> but he can't communicate yet. And I don't know if we know if he can understand things yet. He's he is a he is awake though. Um and this Tristan is like or er, sorry. Sorry, no, just like when they did I'm I wanna give like Huh, props to the props team um, at Degrassi because when Miles walks in like on the, you can't really tell what their expressions um, and like what they're saying what happened there's like a little bit of like a drama but they do like a little bit of a he- red herring with like visual props because Miles brings in white lilies which is like the death flower it's like the flower symbol for like mourning and death it's like what mm. people tend to like put up at funerals and that kind of thing so like him bringing in white lilies to me was like either he's dead or like the props department is like trying to trick us <laughs> but he's not dead he's awake mm-hmm. um and miles is like i love you don't ever doubt that like immediately is like feeling guilty but is very happy that 
he has made some progress, some very important progress. I'm honestly shocked that it took until episode six for him to wake up. Like, this actor has had has not been in the show for most of it, <laughs> which I mean, I guess I guess a lot of fans must have been happy about. Like, I have no idea. I'm, like, um, I'm so annoyed by the like Tristan hate to the degree yeah. that they were like, he's in a coma. Thank God. I think I'm also yeah. still like a little bit salty about the spoiler, but. Yeah, I just like there's something like to be very fucked up about like that. Like I've never, yeah, I've hated some characters on TV shows, but like unless they were like outright like abusers and like shit like that. Like I've never been like, or, like I hope the character dies evil or gets in a murderers. <laughs> unless it's, it's like, like Game I, of Thrones when you're like, I need Joffrey to die immediately. <laughs> well, that's what it's I mean. Like, like someone who's like actually yeah. terrible, but like just yeah. like, someone that annoys you. I'm like, that's weird. That feels like just yeah. I don't know. Even though they're fiction, like it just feels weird to me. Yeah. Um. But then we're at the dot and Frankie like busts in on Jonah. He's like drinking coffee with some girl and Frankie's like, who is this? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And Jonah's like, you need to get out of here. And then his friend says like, oh, sorry, I'm from, I, I can't remember if she, she, oh, she's like, I called an emergency like coffee meeting or something. Whatever, we learned that she, she is a friend from N.A., Narcotics Anonymous, and now Frankie is mortified that she busted in on this. But she also didn't know that Jonah was in N.A., which is also, like, another conversation. Like, I know he doesn't, like, have to tell her about that. That is obviously his right. But I, she feels hurt that she that he didn't tell her about it because she is his girlfriend. It's, it is conflicting. But then it she's, like, backing Although away I will and say- leaves. I think she handles that situation better than it's just so reminiscent to me of Marisol and Moe's diabetes. Remember that? Remember how mad <laughs> right? she got that he didn't tell her that he had diabetes? And she thought yeah. he was like doing yeah. crack or something or heroin. <laughs> or heroin because she saw a needle. Uh-huh. Oh, that was the yeah. dumbest plot line. I think that's up there with like the with the Pringles competition for like dumbest plot lines on Degrassi. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then I think, okay, yeah, but then we are with Frank, no, we're with Grace and Zoe. Zoe is talking to Grace. Zoe asks Grace if she wants to switch lab partners because she doesn't want to be partners with Rasha anymore because she thinks Rasha's straight and she, like, doesn't want to get any more invested. Also, more suspicious coughing from Grace in this scene. Mm-hmm. And, and... Zoe's like, you owe me for leading me on last year, which was has me continually falling for straight girls. Thank you very much. And Grace is like, what's actually going on? Like, what's happening? And essentially, it boils down to Zoe is scared of rejection. We don't actually know what's going on with her and Rasha. Let's maybe ask her about it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Grace makes the excellent point of there are millions of Muslims in the world and you think all of them are straight? Right, exactly. It's like, yes, where was Grace when Winston and Zoe were having this conversation earlier? Um, Is Grace the only smart person at Degrassi? I feel like yes. <laughs> Probably, yeah, I think so. Um, but then we're at play rehearsal and it is awkward because like Miles and Lola have to 
act together and I guess they have a kissing scene now and it, he's like freaks out and is like I can't do this and then he's like feeling he's just feeling super guilty and then is like they're talking about like the characters but they're talking about each other where he's like like hope shouldn't even be here like she was leading him on and blah 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 or I don't know he's basically blaming Lola for what happened and is like, yeah. she seduced oh. him. Whatever. He's just bugging out. And Lola is like, excuse me. <laughs> this is false information. So, yeah. Miles is bugging out. And he, like, stormed away. So, then we are with Frankie. Who has bought Jonah a whole-ass guitar as an apology for, like, crashing his N.A. Like, coffee meeting situation um which is a very frankie choice i thought well (laughs) the hollingsworths just love to throw money at their problems as is their way yeah they don't know anything else um and she's hurt that he didn't tell her about na but he didn't feel comfortable enough like he didn't want to share yet which is his right It's just, like, a weird, complicated, like, and then Frankie, I can't, God, full disclosure, we are recording this, like, <laughs> a week after we recorded the first half of this episode, so it's been, like, a week since I've watched it, but my next note is, oh my God, Frankie, say what you mean. I don't really remember what that is in reference to, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She's not great at this. And he, I mean, she's talking about, like, I don't know. She's talking about, like, it's fine that you didn't tell me, but also it's not fine, but also you hurt my feelings. And he says, seems like everything I do hurts your feelings. But, like, the, yeah, I don't know. My, my note is I feel for Frankie. I've been Frankie, where it's, like, you feel like something's wrong and you're just overcompensating because you're insecure and then you're being clingy and suddenly you're out of control spiral. Okay, I remember what happened now. So she, I think she's like, why? Like, I didn't mean to crash your thing. You hadn't reached out to me since last weekend, and I was freaking out, and I didn't know why. And he's like, it's because you told me you needed space. And she's like, oh, well, I didn't mean space space. And I was like, girl, what do you think he's going to think when you ask him to give you space? But, okay, whatever. And then she's like, when you wouldn't have sex with me, it hurt my feelings. And then that's when he's like, seems like everything I do hurts your feelings. And he's like, I care about you, Frankie. I just don't know how to prove it. And it's just like a whole insecure mess. I just feel like they're like, you can tell that they really like each other, but I just don't think they're compatible because... They're constantly having communication issues. And if you're not feeling secure, if you don't know how to like push past that, it's just, I think they're just not, it's not it. No. Like, I don't know. I don't, they're just so different people that it's like, I don't know. Totally. And they're in high school. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like we need to cut our losses and run at this point, but. Maybe I'm just sick of watching them. I mean, same. Maybe I'm just annoyed with them at this point. Same. Although it's also like it's hard. It's hard for me to watch Frankie 
like and how and her like clinginess and overreaction and oversensitivity and insecurity because like that's exactly how I was in relationships in high school (laughs) that I'm like I'm like oh no I see all the mistakes you're making it's gonna be okay you need confidence yeah it's hard yeah but it's like this is how their entire relationship also started like they were like playing games and like not saying what they meant and it was annoying and confusing and it was like when they got together it was finally because they stopped being like weird and cagey or should I say Frankie stopped being weird and cagey but like it's it's just returning to old patterns and it's like okay there's feel like there's a level of trust that they have not made it to yet to where they feel comfortable talking to each other about their issues I feel like Jonah's maybe more comfortable but even so like there there's still like a wall up for both of them and it's just like causing the weird communication lapses and like miss I don't know it's frustrating to watch as a viewer yeah (laughs) as a 28 year old viewer I'm like (laughs) get it together Get it together, Trish. Oh, Come yeah. That. Get it together, Trish. <laughs> no, fully agree. <laughs> um, But then we're with Zoe and Rasha in class. And Zoe is, like, being wing woman now, begrudgingly, and is asking Rasha if she likes Winston and if she would want to get coffee with him. And Rasha's like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. And then Zoe's like, god damn it, Winston was right. She does want to get coffee with him. Um, but that's kind of basically that whole yeah. thing. <laughs> and I feel like it's clear to everyone watching that Rasha does not understand the connotation involved. Like, it seems to be like, yeah, I like Winston. Yeah. Winston is a nice person. Yeah, sure. I'll get coffee with him because yeah. he's a nice person and I like coffee. <laughs> like, that is the vibe. Exactly. <laughs> but Zoe's like, oh, no, my worst fears. Um, But then we're at the hospital and miles is at tristan's bedside and he's admitting to cheating on him at his bedside and i'm like this feels like the wrong time to do this also and then like tristan starts like gurgling and miles freaks out but apparently it's a sign of like the first step of trying to speak i guess i don't know but also apparently tristan doesn't understand the world around him at the moment at least so we have been told by doctors so maybe he didn't register what Miles said. I don't know. It's a confusing situation. And it's also sad to watch. Yeah. Oh, it's it's heartbreaking. I mean, I feel like it's kind of what we expected after him being in a coma for so long. Yeah. As as people who watch Grey's Anatomy and don't have medical degrees. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, he's probably just going to have to relearn everything like how to do everything yeah. we don't know yeah I we feel really like don't be capable know. he's been in this coma for months you know yeah yeah i don't know i really don't know what degrassi is gonna do about this i am concerned like terry went into a coma and woke up and then we never saw her again so they don't have a right. great track record yeah, of this following show through <laughs> no And I'm like, are we going to get dark? Like, is he going to be, like, not fully recovered forever? Like, we we have no idea what's going to happen. 
Also, if he doesn't come through this, I'm also going to be kind of pissed that because if that happens, it seems like the writers were just like responding to all of the Tristan hate and like we're like, well, now he's not Tristan anymore. We're just going to write him off this way. It just seems cruel. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. It does seem cruel and it feels unfair to the actor who's done a very excellent job. Totally. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, the actor, I mean, I don't think he deserves this at all. Like, he wasn't even in the first half of the season other than in a coma. And now it's like he's out of the coma but also still doesn't really have a ton to do. It's just, I don't, it's like punishing him for people hating his character, which is not his fault. It is, if it's anybody's fault, it's the writer's fault. And now they're like, well, let's try this then. I don't know. I, I like know. it really bothers me I don't like it. how much and maybe like listeners of this podcast will like be up in arms about this opinion but it really bothers me how much Degrassi listens to the fans like how just how much fan service there is especially when it comes to like relationships yeah. and like popular and unpopular characters yeah. like there are there are other shows that do this as well like Degrassi's not alone but like people that will like start relationships on shows because like fans are really into it or you know or like kill off characters or whatever like it's just it's ridiculous I don't like it it takes me out of it I agree like it's very like it's really hard to sustain my disbelief I mean I feel like you can do I feel like shows can do that to up to a certain point like it's I think it makes sense in some cases but it's like overwhelming like the fan opinion overwhelmingly affects the writing on this show and it's to the point where things just do not make sense like Claire and Drew what the fuck was that um the amount of times that Claire and Eli got back together I don't understand like so many things so many things this I don't I don't know yeah no, I, I feel like especially um, especially once like it went on Netflix, it just got so fan servicey. Or maybe before, because yeah, all the Claire and Eli yeah. stuff was before. I guess once it got on Teen Nick. Or whatever. Yeah, Teen Nick definitely. I don't know if it was as fan servicey in the early days. I don't think it was either. Maybe yeah, like maybe once people started going to college, it was like, okay, why are they still here? I guess that was like the only version of that, really. Um, but I mean, I mean, but also back then, internet culture was not <laughs> what it is now. Or even when the like the Teen Nick seasons were coming out, they're like, you had to really go looking for the like discourse and discussions on the show like all that really mattered was like ratings and that it wasn't always tied to opinions back then um but I don't know but now it's just like so readily in your face where it's like people will live tweet during the episodes I think people wanted I think the writers wanted these episodes to trend on Twitter because all of the fucking names are hashtags. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're only, they're almost seeking it out. Like, I don't know. Any 
way. Then we are with Frankie and Lola and Shay. We're in class. And Frankie asks them, how long does it take to feel secure in a relationship? Oh, I loved this. And they answer at the same time. And Lola says, a day, Max. And Shay says, a year. Which is both very their characters. I feel like everyone in this scene is being extremely on brand. Um, even yes. like down to the outfits. Like, I'm like, everybody's exactly who they are. Right. And then Frankie's like, okay, real talk. I'm not a crazy girlfriend, am I? And then there's just silence. <laughs> just pointed silence. And then Shay and Lola are like, well, you kind of lose yourself when in you're in a relationship. And you get super clingy. And, like, they keep kind of going on and on and on and on. And Frankie's like, okay, I get it. Gosh. And it's like, yes, you, like, you are that girl, Frankie. You are that girl. <laughs> like, you are everything about that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And. I mean, she needed the real talk. I'm glad that they, like, that's something I appreciate about their friendship is, like, none of them really seem to pull any punches with each other. True. Yeah. And then, and she's, like, talking about how things with Jonah aren't great and how there's, they keep having these issues. And Shay says, if you're in love with the right person, I don't think you'd be that girl. And, and I'm like, I guess, yeah, that is partly true. But also, they're in high school. Communication's not going to be your strong suit ever, probably. But, but I think, like, yes, this is harder than it should be, maybe let's reevaluate yeah I don't know totally agree I mean I don't know um either but um yeah I mean I think that Frankie also just like has to work on her own shit before she totally in a relationship which is what really ultimately what she comes to in the end like I don't think it's as much to do with Frankie and Jonah as a couple you know I, I really don't um I think it's I think it's a lot more to do with Frankie's immaturity. Um, Totally. You know, and like her needing to figure herself out, not to be like, blame Frankie for all of it, but a little bit. Um, Because Jonah's been pretty, you know, (laughs) despite all of his faults, been pretty clear and concise in the relationship. Um, Right. And yeah, I think it's just like Frankie needs to work on her shit. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I just. I don't think that it's like a sign that the relationship is doomed. You know. I think it's just a sign that maybe it's like not the right time. Like the timing is off. Like Frankie needs to work on herself first. Like I. Like I get. I. I. I support the sentiment that Shay is going for but I also am not really I don't know if it's like you just need to find the right person and then everything about you will be okay it's like no you still need to like work on yourself like everyone needs to work on themselves always so yeah anyway but yes uh it gets Frankie thinking about her own part in this and what she's getting it's allowing her to be more introspective now um, but then we are with Maya and Miles, which is a pair we have not seen interact in a while. And Miles is kind of unloading 
about Tristan to her and he's like I don't want to be my boyfriend's babysitter for the rest of my life I don't know how to protect him and still be happy and Maya's just like you should do what you can to find some okayness in your life like this can't all be on you she's like I don't know I really enjoyed their conversation how far they have come. I mean, I did too, to a point. Um, there was at one point where he, like, she she makes some very dark jokes. She's like, you should kill yourself. And he's like, oh, you got dark. Um, right. Yeah, Maya's still, still She's still, like, monotone life. and, like, struggling and stuff. Um, but I did like that one line that you said. Like, I think that that's... I think that's relevant to everyone, especially right now. 2020 is rough, guys. Find some okayness in your life. Yes. Um, But then we're with Zoe and Rasha, like, struggling with their, like, robot project thing they've been working on this whole episode. And Zoe's like, oh, what are you doing here? I thought you were meeting Winston. And Rasha's like, oh, I didn't know that coffee meant date, so I canceled on that. And then, like, finally they cut through the bullshit, and Rosh is like, um, yeah, no, I don't like Winston, I like you. Thank God. <laughs> and, thank God. And Zoe's like, oh, I didn't know, I didn't realize, uh, like, I didn't know you could be out. And then Rosh is like, well, I'm not really out, but I do like you. And I think she asks her out for coffee. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched this, but I just know it was very adorable, and I'm very happy that, like, everybody's on the same page <laughs> at last. Finally. Also, Rasha is like, so does this mean that all the times that we went out for coffee, we went on dates? Which I thought was funny. <laughs> and, yes, it's always like, uh, uh, because that was before that Rasha said that she liked her. <laughs> um, but then we get to the conversation between Frankie and Jonah. They meet in his car. They're both wearing denim. Um, and this is when Frankie is like, I like you, but I'm not sure I like myself right now. I think we need a break. I don't really, I don't want to break up, but like, I just need some time. I actually need space space now, basically, is what she's yeah, saying. Yeah, because he's like, because he's like, and never work, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I yeah. actually really need the space to figure my own shit out. And I think he respects that because he does ultimately agree to the break. Yeah. And then they have like an awkward handshake before parting. But I'm proud of Frankie for recognizing that she needs to take some time to work on herself just to figure things out. And she had a very mature conversation with Jonah about everything. I'm proud of her. I I truly couldn't care less if I truly could not care less if they got back together or not. But yeah, <laughs> I kind of don't know if they will. I'm not I'm not too invested in their relationship that I'm like they need to get back together now. Like they're not one of those couples for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, me neither. Um, I'm not like I don't I don't find them to be offensive. Like they're fine. They're fine, but I don't, like, stand them as a couple. It's not – I feel like when Tristan and Miles broke up the first time, I was just kind of, like, waiting for them to get back together because it seemed inevitable. And it was like, stop wasting all this time, guys. This is stupid. Stop being, like, self-destructive and dumb. Um, But 
with this, I'm kind of just like, eh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever happens, happens, I guess. <laughs> um, But then we are with Miles, and he's apologizing to Lola for all of the mood swings. And he's like, I'm going to quit the play. And... Like, because this is too difficult and it's got, it's getting twisted and I feel like I shouldn't. And, but then I think she's like, no, don't do, don't quit the play. And then he doesn't. Again, I'm so sorry. It's been a week since I watched this. I don't totally remember. Yeah. She, she says that, she says that he shouldn't quit the play. She should. And then he's like, no, you can't quit the play. You're perfect for the role. Blah, blah, blah. They both decide that nobody's quitting the play. Ultimately, there's no resolution to this at all, except for like Miles is going to work on himself. Yeah, this seems to be every conversation they have. They like try to like make progress, and then they're like, "Oh, actually, never mind. I don't want to." <laughs> then it's like, "Okay, now what's happening?" Okay, I guess sure. Yeah, um, my my note about this was okay. This did not move the plot along. Nope, not at all. But then we're in the last scene. We're in the bathroom. Frankie's like throwing out like makeup and birth control and shit because now she's broken up and I'm like this totally like the whole throwing away makeup is totally contradicting the whole thing where they had a conversation with Yale a couple episodes ago about like beauty and makeup and they're like we have boyfriends but we like wearing makeup anyway but now we're in the bathroom and Frankie's like don't need makeup anymore I don't have a boyfriend (laughs) and I'm like this is confusing but okay well Frankie Um, is nothing if not a hypocrite really (laughs) and yeah she's and she's like well because I don't need this anymore I started taking it when I decided I thought I wanted to have sex with Jonah and Lola's like, wait, well, it's like, well, it's probably a good thing because you've been taking it wrong. And they're like, uh, I don't think so. I think you've been taking yours wrong, Lola. But that's not a big deal because you haven't been having sex, right? And Lola's like, uh-oh. And I'm like, if they fucking do a pregnancy scare on top of all of the Miles and Tristan and Lola nonsense, I'm going to scream. I'm going to scream. Do they just like they if need? Pregnant, do they just need a pregnancy every generation? For every generation. <sighs> it makes me so mad. Let's see, because we've had so we've had Liberty, Manny, um, Jenna, Jenna, Claire. Claire. Yeah, I feel like we get Nailed like this. two per generation, and we didn't get any with this group, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, it makes me angry. Also, like, the fact that, like, if it happens because she was taking the birth control wrong is also, I feel like, insulting to Lola. It's like, she doesn't know how to follow her doctor's instructions. I'm like, this is so stupid. Yeah, I'm at not least happy. Make it, at least make it something, like, slightly more realistic where it's like, oh, I took antibiotics, but I was on birth control. Oops. Oh, no. Like, something. I don't know. I don't know. Like... Something else to teach the kids about birth control other than like, oh, Lola's dumb. She just took it wrong. Oops. <laughs> I don't know. It makes me mad. This whole entire, I really hope she's not pregnant. Me that too. I'm I'm also pretty mad about this. It's like, it's insulting. I don't know. I think yeah. it's ridiculous. I think that it's like just such an easy way of doing that. Just being like, oops, Lola's dumb again. 
Yeah, and I'm like, did a man write this? Do they think it's, like, that confusing that, like, you don't understand how the pills work? It's like, there's only one row that is a different color. Like, come on. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's where the episode ends, and we're apparently pretty bitter about it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not excited. I'm not happy. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. I was already not happy with, like, the the now weird depressing love triangle and now on top of all of it now maybe she's pregnant Ugh, jeez. this also reeks of like the writers throwing everything on claire where it's like what has she not gone through <laughs> you know <laughs> where it's like do we really need to add this into the mix if we wanted a pregnancy storyline couldn't we have given it to anybody else like i don't know I mean, anyway, at least it wasn't Maya. That's the end. <laughs> True. Um, Spirit Squad Captain, is there one? Uh, I'll go with Frankie, actually. Yeah. She starts she's... bad, but she ends good. Yes. She's taking some time for herself, and I'm proud of her for doing that. Um, Ship... Rasha and Zoe. Hell yeah. Yes. Finally. Um, oh, God. Do we have any grapevine? All right. We just have one email from, I'm going to call you Toby because you said that it was fine and I don't want to mispronounce your name again, even though you gave me a phonetic spelling. Um, <laughs> and they gave us a game that was kind of like... It's called, Would They Be Friends? I know some people think that each new class of grade nines are the same character type as the one before them, i.e. Claire and Allie, the new Emma and Manny. And I don't agree with that, but I can see where they're coming from. For each pair, do you think they would be friends? Ages slash grade difference doesn't matter here, just their personality at the time. So they gave us a couple scenarios, and I will just go through them. So... Would first season Emma be friends with post-feminist club Maya? Yes. Because I think that they both have a lot of activism feelings, but very little information. True. Very true. Um, Would I'm not being challenged Maya be friends with school uniform Claire? Yes. They're both very serious and focused on goals. Although Claire yeah. might be too Christian for Maya. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, probably. College before the pot brownies, Emma with Columbia Claire. I don't think so. Doubt it. Don't think so. Because at this. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not. I don't see that. Um. Would Rave Manny be friends with early Johnny relationship Allie? Definitely not. No, I don't think so. I think I, I don't think, think Manny, any version of Manny would be friends with any version of Johnny. <laughs> like maybe college Johnny. Oh, no, I, I, th- I think I like, think she meant I Allie. Know. Like Allie oh, when well, she was Allie. early days oh, well, with Johnny. But I still think no. I think that like regardless no. of age, like. Allie was a lot less mature than Manny at that point in time. Yes. I mean, both were immature, but 
Yeah, I think even Rave Manny was like, I think she was still more like confident in herself, whereas Allie was just like a ball of insecurity. I feel like Allie would get competitive about Rave Manny. I think Rave Manny would be friends with Bianca, though. Yes. Um, Pageant Tori and I Want to Be Famous Manny. Definitely not. No. Definitely not. Um, Dance Squad thing, Allie and Power Squad Tori. Again, no. <laughs> I don't know. They both took it pretty seriously. I feel like Dance, like Power Squad Manny was like a different version of Manny. Like she was a lot more focused and Tori was the same way. Like they both took it very seriously. No, Dance Squad Allie. Oh, Allie. Shit. No. <laughs> when Allie was like, I want to join Power Squad because all the popular girls are in Power Squad. And then they wouldn't let her join because she couldn't. She was not a cheerleader. So then she tried to start her own dance thing and she was terrible at it. Oh, right. I do not think that that Allie would be friends. With, I don't think. Again, rather, I don't think Power Squad Tori would be friends with that version of Allie. <laughs> No, I agree. Um, but I do think Power no. Squad Tori and, um, you know, uh, Spirit, Squad, Spirit Manny Squad Manny would be oh yeah, pals. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then sh- they also sent us some, like, random people they felt like would have been friends or they would have liked to see them in scenes together, which include... Terry and post ponytail Anya could have had a fun friendship, which I maybe agree with. I don't know. I can see Terry also kind of being like the friend that just kind of stands by while Anya does her nonsense and is like, oh, that's Anya. (laughs) Yeah. I think I think Um, Anya post Holly J, but pre Coke and Terry post modeling, but pre Rick would be friends. Yeah. You have to hit that like sweet spot window. <laughs> and then some scene or interaction between Blue Hair Lola and the Eli Imogen Fiona trio or the Eli Adam Claire trio. Honestly, just think Eli and Lola would be the better version of the dark Eli light Becky relationship. What? I kind of get that. Uh, yeah yeah I mean I can see them being friends I guess yeah I don't know that she's a Becky replacement but I think that I could see them being friends for no. sure yeah definitely um third season glow up Emma and pre drew Katie would have been a vindictive hot mess and I'd love it <laughs> yeah I feel like they would have been very competitive yeah oh yeah definitely Danny introducing Le- Leia to Liberty. <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> I feel like Liberty would have been like, okay, <laughs> who are you? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I honestly forgot all about Danny dating Leia, if I'm being honest. Um, oh, how could, how could you forget well, such a momentous relationship? <laughs> Her dancing. She did ballet. She fell in love. Come on. <laughs> That's everything we know about um, her. 
And would have loved to see Darcy at Claire's surprise party at Fiona's. Don't remember this party, but would have liked to see what I would have loved to have seen more like a Darcy Claire interaction after some of the nonsense that Claire goes through, like in her seasons. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. That's everything. So thank you for the email, Toby. Um, and that is all the grapevine that we have today. If you'd like to be featured on a future segment, you can tweet at us at Degrassi Pod. We're on Instagram at Degrassi Pod. You can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at... Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at Keller Highwater. You can follow me on Twitter at Kelsex with a Z at the end. Sorry, sometimes I forget that I switched it. <laughs> um, and in terms of recommending things, gosh, I really haven't been consuming... Oh, wait, the new season of The Challenge is here. It's called Double Agents, the MTV Real World Road Rules formerly known as challenge it's back and it's already really good and i'm very excited about it so i will recommend that everybody watch that and just to watch that show in general because it is a gem nice um i'm gonna recommend something that everyone has already watched most likely but i watched the entirety of the queen's gambit which is like the only uh new and not nonsensical television show i've watched recently <laughs> like everything else it's like the the other most recent show i watched was picard so like if you can have any idea of where <laughs> i'm at emotionally physically you know but queen's gambit yeah. was fun all righty well that is all that we have for you guys today if thank you as always to jay for our wonderful theme song and thank all of you for listening goodbye panthers Bye, Panthers.